This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 61, Embodiment. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my loves. We're going to talk about embodiment today, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. But first, let me remind you, we only have a few more days left in April, and there is a little more time for you to submit your entries for the $100 Amazon gift card drawing. You have three ways to enter. You can do all three. You can go to iTunes and give this podcast a rating and a review. Each of those counts as an entry. Just screenshot them when you do them and you can email them to me. The other way to enter would be to show me that you're following me on Instagram, Body and Mind Life Coach. Again, screenshot that. You can email all of those to me, info at bodyandmindlifecoach.com, and that link will be in the show notes. All right, let's talk about embodiment. Embodiment is something that I have been talking about here and there on the podcast, but never really devoted specific time to talking about what that is and what that means. I kind of thought that everyone assumed it was the same thing that I did, but one of my coaches asked me what that meant exactly. And when we looked it up, it's, it's not exactly what I thought it meant. Embodiment, as I'm going to talk about it here, means just connecting with your body, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Most of us have become disembodied or dissociated from our bodies. This can happen because of what we're taught in our youth. (laughs) Think about uh, potty training, for example. You're taught to ignore some of your body signals sometimes. And I work with a lot of physicians that have gone to an extreme where in their medical training, they really had no time for any of their own body functions. And so they trained themselves not to even pee during the day and maybe not to even drink water so that they wouldn't have to pee. There are also things that you're taught as a child, messages that you get about food. So for example, cleaning your plate might be something that you were raised with, where you were taught to disregard the signs of your body that you might be full and eat so that you clean your plate. You may have been taught that it's important not to waste food. And so instead of listening to your body's cues, you look at the outside world and what people are telling you to do, and you start to internalize how you should act based on the outside world instead of based on your own self and your own body. Many people are taught that if they have anything physically going on with their body, that that's just a sign of weakness and they need to be stronger. Or if you have like a headache, you might just drink some caffeine and keep working instead of taking a nap, or you might pop a pill. We live in this society that When you have things that come up from your body, it's treated like a problem that you need to fix in a quick, easy way. Some of the systems in society promote disembodiment, things like sexism or racism or inequality. 
things like the medical system, where you're basically told that you don't know what's going on with yourself, someone else knows better, and you put all of your trust into someone else. Now, I'm not saying there's not a place for the medical system, don't get me wrong, but the pendulum has swung so far in the direction of giving the authority of yourself to someone else that I think it's really helpful to start to become embodied for ourselves so that we know for ourselves what's going on. A lot of people in this society have body image issues. We are shown these ideal bodies that we are supposed to look like. And for many people, especially women, but men too, these ideals can really cause us to dissociate from our bodies, to dislike our bodies, to maybe even hate our bodies. And sometimes we're just so uncomfortable with ourselves and our own bodies that we really disconnect even further from any of the signs our bodies may give us. So if you recognize that you have some dissociation from your body, that you're mainly in your head all of the time, that you're ignoring your body or you're perseverating about the bad parts of your body, then how do you become more embodied? Embodiment is a lot like mindfulness. It's about being aware what's going on in the present moment. So if you find that you're thinking about the future or you're thinking about the past, you're not in the present moment. So as you're noticing your thoughts, you could even label them future or past. And if they're thoughts about the future or the past, you can let them go. They're not going to help you with focusing in on your body. As I talk a lot about in the podcast, starting by noticing what thoughts you have, what emotions they create, and how the emotions feel in your body can be a great first step of awareness. Remember, up to 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. They're just patterns that our brain has formed habits around, and they just run without us even knowing. So don't be frustrated if initially this process is not as easy as you think it should be. This is a process of curiosity and compassion. There's no finish line that you have to get to where you become a perfectly embodied person. It's just a little step each day in that direction that can take you there. Tuning in to yourself each day more and more frequently can help you become more embodied so you can listen to your own body signals and your own intuition. If you're having difficulty with thinking and thinking and thinking, not being able to get out of your head, one way to tune into your body is through your breath. You can start to notice where you feel the breath in your body the most. So for me, I usually focus on my nose. That's where I feel it enter and leave my body. But sometimes I'll even focus on taking very deep breaths expanding all the way down into my stomach and intestines and down to my pelvis with that air and really feeling the expansion of the air. And as I focus on the air and the breath, then I'm not able to focus on the thoughts and the worry and the other things in my life. 
There are many breathing techniques out there and books about breathing, but in general, focusing on the breathing and noticing, just first of all, noticing how you are breathing. Is it shallow? Is it mainly in your chest? Is it very quick? And as you notice your breath, see how it feels if you lengthen the breath, if that feels okay to you. You can try exhaling longer than you inhale. That brings in the parasympathetic nervous system. So instead of the fight or flight, we can engage the part of the nervous system that allows us to rest and repair. Your breath is always with you from the moment you're born till the moment you die. So this can be a great tool for you to use no matter where you are. Focus in on your breath and feel the sensation of the breath, especially if you're having pain or discomfort in one part of your body and feeling the breath can feel uh, maybe neutral or even pleasant, then that's something you can focus on. Now, if breathing is uncomfortable for you, then be curious about the ways that you can breathe that are more comfortable. Sometimes when you start tuning into your breath, you may notice that you're hunched over, that your shoulders are raised, or that you're slumped down. So as you're breathing, imagine opening up, imagine breathing deeply, and this helps calm the nervous system. Moving your body in ways that feel good is another way to become more embodied. Now, not everyone is going to be able to go out for a walk or a run or do Pilates, do those higher level movements. But what I'm talking about here is just moving your body in ways that are pleasing. Maybe it would be some stretches, kind of stretching open the chest if you find you're hunched over. Another thing I really like doing is just putting on some music and dancing. And with this, you're not trying to do necessarily specific dance moves or choreography. You're letting your body just move how it wants to and pay attention to what feels good to you. What are you naturally drawn to? What instinctually does your body want to do? Meditation can be a helpful way of calming the mind to get into the body, especially meditations that focus on your body, like the somatic tracking meditation that I have, or the meditation for positive sensation. Sometimes a guided meditation can be a little easier to get into than complete silence, sitting on a mat for 30 minutes. It doesn't have to look a certain way. The whole point is to calm the chatter of your mind and tune in more with your body. The last thing I want to suggest for you to start working on embodiment is to give yourself lots and lots of chances throughout the day to listen in to what's going on. You could set your timer for 15 minutes on your phone and every 15 minutes, check in with yourself. What are you thinking? What emotions are you feeling? How is your body feeling? This can be a difficult skill if you haven't gotten used to realizing what you're thinking and how you're feeling. Like right now, what are you feeling in your body? What's your energy level? What emotions do you have? What are you thinking? 
All of these kind of questions can be asked throughout the day. I also like to ask myself a lot of yes or no questions and give my body a chance to answer. There are different ways of muscle testing. I have some videos on Instagram about it that I can link up where you close your eyes and stand and either sway forward or back when you ask yourself a question, depending on what basically your subconscious or your inner voice or your body is telling you. So often for me throughout the day, I give myself a lot of times to check in with myself and ask and see what I respond with, with my body and then act on it. So I may be deciding what to eat and I'll ask myself, does this sound good? And I'll either get a yes or a no, or I may be deciding which shampoo to use that day, or I may write a text to someone and then ask myself before I send it, should I send it like this or should I change it? So again, just the more you're checking back in with your body, you're giving yourself those opportunities to actually listen to what's there. And the more that you're able to respond when you do get those messages from your body, then that further builds that trust and connection that you have with yourself. Now I've gotten to the point where I don't have to stand up and close my eyes and sway back and forth. I can start to feel a yes or a no within my own body when I just think about a question and ask myself that. But it has taken me some time to distinguish what is my actual intuition versus what are some sensations I'm feeling in my body because of other emotions. This happened to me with going on a date. So I went on a date with someone and about halfway through was just not feeling it. It was a no for me as far as a second date, but I I'm a people pleaser generally. <laughs> I'm more comfortable with not making people mad. And so even though I knew for me it was a no, there was a lot of discomfort actually telling that person no and walking away and getting in my car. I just, I really felt horrible, almost sick. But I knew that that was just my fear, my discomfort worry about what someone else was thinking. But when I really tuned into myself, I knew what the answer was. And so it made that decision easier. It didn't eliminate all of the other emotions that I have from being a human, but I'm developing that inner compass that I can really trust. And so it really helps with making decisions. The more you can become embodied and start to use your intuition and make these decisions from a whole body knowing rather than just from the mind. All right, you guys, I want you to look this week for times that you can check in more with yourself. Start to tune into your body and maybe even ask yourself many, many yes or no questions throughout the day and see if you get a response through muscle testing or through how you feel in your body. If you have chronic pain or disease, this is your path to freedom. The only way out is through. It's not from fighting what's going on with your body, hating your body and dissociating more. It's through going into your body, going into the sensations, noticing what's there and starting to see where you have power to change. Okay, my loves, have a great week. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.